right, welcome back to the 24 podcast. This is uh, episode number two. If you missed the first episode, definitely go back and listen to that. And so this is the unofficial podcast for the award-winning Fox's show of 24. And so uh, last episode, we shared uh, some of the basic things about what the show is all about and kind of the format we're going to look at. And then also we shared kind of our own introductions. And so uh, if you haven't listened to that first episode, definitely go back and listen to that. I think it'll definitely be a benefit to you. Uh, my name is Joshua Rivers, and again, I'm joined with Mark Sievercrop. Mark, how hey are guys. you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Josh? Doing great. Doing great. And so, again, I'm excited to be able to come back to this podcast, to be able to relive the show. And so uh, after all these years of being dormant, uh, I'm definitely excited for 24 coming back. And so <clears throat> on this episode, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of do an overview of the, uh, of the whole series. And so they've had eight seasons out so far. Season nine is coming up. And so since we recorded the last episode, which uh, actually for us in real time was just a couple minutes ago. Uh, but uh, so we don't have any additional news to add as far as what's coming up in season nine. But uh but again, as we come up with some new information, we're going to go ahead and share that with you so that you can uh, kind of know what's going on with the new season coming up. But right now, we're going to kind of go back over the previous seasons. And so we're going to kind of do an overview today, uh, kind of touch on some of our favorite or least favorite um, points in the show. And so uh, with that one, uh, we're going to go ahead and kick off, first of all, without with all the eight seasons that are out there um mark and i were kind of discussing beforehand what our favorite season was if there was one season that can stand out as our favorite and mark did you ever come up with anything you know we were talking about this and, and josh i mentioned to you beforehand that that it's hard to pick one i, I want to just say all of them but if i was to pick one that was my favorite season i would have to say it was probably season seven now, season seven, that might be partly because that was right after the writer's strike. I had been on a 24 fast for two years or a year and a half or whatever it was, um, a long time, and, and I was just so excited for it to come back. Um, it starts off uh, with Jack being um, interviewed before Congress and having to answer for the things that he had done and why he had done them. And, and Josh, I think we have that speech on the 24 podcast website um, yes. and it's, it's a really, really neat way to start it. And then it goes into, you know, Jack saving the world, uh, once again, but if I was to pick one, I think season seven would probably be my favorite. Yeah, I would, I would agree. That's probably one of my top favorites too. One of, one of the other reasons I like that is cause that's the season when Tony came back too. Ah, that's right. And so he, he came back and it, it was, uh, kind of interesting, maybe confusing trying to figure out, okay, where is Tony? as far as in his allegiances. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when he first introdu is introduced in that season, he's he's the bad guy. Um, he's almost put as the as the big bad guy, but um, very quickly you start to see that he's not. He's just kind of uh, a middleman. Um, but but then um, it it turns after a couple episodes. Maybe we should have mentioned uh, before I go on. Maybe I should have mentioned in case there is someone that has not seen some of these seasons. Uh, this is definitely going to be uh, a lot of spoilers throughout this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, because we're going to be sharing a lot of information. So if there is something that you have not seen, 
beware that there are spoilers in here. We're going to be giving information that uh, if you have not watched it, that maybe you're not aware of. But anyway. Yeah, if, um, so if, if you haven't watched it and you don't want to be spoiled, you need to go lock yourself in a room for eight days, and you need to watch every single episode between now and the next episode. There you go. go there's, your, there's your homework assignment yeah. for the next week. Pause, pause now. Go do that. Come back later. It'd still be on iTunes. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, so uh, a couple season, a couple episodes into season seven, uh, Tony is uh, caught and he's interrogated, and um, it turns out that he's working with uh, Bill Buchanan and Chloe O'Brien, um, uh, kind of by themselves in the background, because at this point CTU is shut down, so they're kind of operating outside of everything, um, uh, doing what they do best, um, and so basically doing CTU without CTU. Um, and so it turns out that Tony, uh, he's, he started, uh, started out bad after he quote unquote resurrected. Uh, but then, uh, he started seeing the evil of his ways and, uh, he wanted to start, uh, uh, try to combat that. And there was this thing that this big, huge thing that, uh, he's wanting to uncover. Um, but he was needing help for that. And so, uh, so now he's a good guy. Uh, but then we start getting later into the season and then, uh, seems like he's a bad guy again. And then it turns out at the end that he's basically just kind of, uh, on his own team and he's trying to, uh, exact revenge on the people that, uh, were responsible for Michelle Dessler's death or Michelle Almeida, his wife. And so, cause mm-hmm. she was killed back at the beginning of season four. Um, or was that season four? No, season five, the beginning of season five, um, made that little mistake there. And so, um, and so, yeah. And so, so he's been plotting revenge, uh, for that. And so, uh, but anyway, so, uh, that's definitely one of, uh, my favorites to make something different just so, uh, we're not copycatting each other. I'm going to say season three also, I think was one of my top seasons to be able to watch and so just to refresh our memories this is um jack bauer working with uh the mexican drug cartel and so uh there's uh hector and um and his brother and they uh uh, jack bauer gone undercover uh trying to um infiltrate them and get information all that kind of stuff while he was undercover Jack Bauer got into doing some drugs and things like that to try to keep his cover. And uh, then uh, somewhere along the line, the whistle was blown and um, uh, one of the brothers was put in jail. And then uh, and then a little bit later, Jack springs the guy free and then he starts to try to work his way back into the group, uh, try to get back undercover, uh, saying that uh, saying, yeah, he. He's uh, angry at the government government now, and uh, he wants to get back at them, and so he's joining them again, and he's got word of this uh, virus that's out there that uh, can wreak havoc on the world, and, and so um, I, I, I just love the storyline that's there. Um, and so then you see uh, the character Chase, um, and honestly, as we were going through season three, um, I mean, of course, you go through all the seasons and Jack Bauer comes close to death multiple times. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like everyone's trying to kill Jack Bauer. And some people are come very close. In fact, I think there was a couple of times that he was uh, legally dead and then brought back. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, and so throughout season three, I mean, there was definitely those times, too, where it's like, okay, Jack's going to die. And then you kind of see Chase there, and it it almost seems like, okay, are they going to kind of change gears here, and Chase is going to kind of take the reins again. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, because, I mean, just the way that Chase is, and so, I mean, he... uh, I mean, he's he's kind of like a, a young Jack Bauer um, yeah. in some of the things that he was doing. And so I was kind of thinking the same thing in season eight, too. Um, oh, my mind just went blank. I hate that. I kept um, I kept hoping I kept hoping that Chase was going to come back in, in season seven or eight. I, you know, they they when they and we'll get into this when we talk about characters that left in a later episode. But, you know, they kind of just said that he went off to another CTU unit in another town. Um, he didn't really leave he just left the show and so i always kind of hoped that he'd get transferred back and you know he'd be back in the show and and he never was um so i think that's definitely one we'll talk about again probably as as one that we would like to see come back um but you know one of the things i thought was interesting that I, i heard one time is in season three you notice that jack has this huge tattoo on his forearm and um it seems like i heard and i i could be wrong but it seems like i heard that he actually got that tattoo so that he didn't have to go through makeup every day to get it put on for filming. So there's some dedication as an actor for you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Some little little facts for us too. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, so that, that's kind of uh, kind of our favorite seasons as we kind of gloss over it. Um, what about characters? I mean, of course, my, all, of course, you all know love my Jack favorite character. Power. Oh, that was going to be mine. Dang it! It's uh, of course everyone <laughs> loves Jack Bauer, and so I mean, that's one of the main reasons people come back to 24 is to be able to see Jack Bauer. Um, but uh, besides Jack Bauer, um, I would say one of my favorite is definitely Chloe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably a, a resounding across the airwaves here. Uh, and so I, I, I like her attitude. And so she's, she kind of has this attitude of, I know everything and <laughs> I'm, and I'm going to make sure to let you know that. And she usually does, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she usually does know what's going on. And so, um, and, and I, I, I kind of, I, I love being able to kind of see the progression that she makes. I mean, you get toward the end, she actually smiles a little bit. Um, <laughs> but then also, true. just to kind of, I mean, just to kind of see her grow as far as her boldness too. Mm-hmm. And so you see her at the beginning. She came in at season three. Um, I think that's another reason why I like season three um, <laughs> because she kind of came in. And you can see that. Her and, and you can start to see the working uh, between her and Jack and Tony. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, and so, I mean, you see her come in and she's, I mean, she, she still has that attitude of, I know what's best, but she's a little more timid, a little more reserved in that. And then each season, she seems to have a little bit more boldness. Um, and then there's there's the one when she she's sitting there and she's holding a gun. She's like, I've never fired a gun before. I've never killed someone before. <laughs> and she's like scared to death holding this thing. But then you see in season eight, um, she she pulls a gun out on the on the one guy and says, Hey, we're gonna fix this line. And I'm gonna do it my way, so you better get out of here. <laughs> and so I, I just thought that was great. It's like Yeah. It's you know, like, I think I think that was a little bit of training from Jack because as you go through the seasons, there's more than once that Jack's on the phone with Chloe and and he needs her to do something. She's like, well, I don't know, Jack, or whatever. And he's like, just do it, Chloe. And, you know, the end yeah. of the world is is imminent. You know, everything's going to explode if she doesn't. And, you know, she pulls it off or, or does something that, you know, she wasn't sure about. And, and I think that might have been some training for her to 
to become a little more bold throughout the seasons. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, so that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, What about you? Any other characters? You know, I, I, I knew we were going to talk about this and I started listing my favorite characters and the list got longer and longer and longer and longer. And man, it's just, there's so many that I could list. Uh, a few that, that I came up with though is one of the ones that, that I really liked and he, he wasn't a, he was a huge part for a few seasons, but, uh, Mike Novick and Mike was a, a, um, advisor. I think he was the chief of staff for, um, president Palmer, maybe both president Palmer's. I don't recall, but at least the first president Palmer, David Palmer, and and the thing I liked about Mike was it really, to me, and, and this is probably something we can talk about in a, a later episode, but one of the things 24 did was it really helped you see how your perspective changes how you look at somebody. When Mike first came into the seasons, I didn't like him. I, I wasn't a fan. But as you got to know him and you got to see the way he thought and some of the background of why he thought that way and, and some of the things he did, you know, it changes the way you look at him. And he became one of my favorite characters, one of the people that I really – enjoyed one of the people that you know even though i wasn't in the show he was a person that i came to trust his opinion as the show unfolded and and he was something somebody that i kind of um i guess in a surrogate way looked to as an advisor as he was advising the president um as somebody that you could trust as as his analysis of the situation was correct so he was really one that i I don't know how many people would pick him as a favorite character but he was definitely one that that i really looked you know i could go down the list and you know name aaron pierce and and Renee Walker and Bill Buchanan you mentioned before and and uh, obviously Tony Almeida and Michelle Dessler and, and we could go on and on but but I, I would pick Mike as one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And you mentioned Aaron Pierce. That would, he was definitely one of my favorites too. And so um he was to me and my and uh, as far as I pictured him, he was kind of like the Jack Bauer of the White House. Yeah. And so I mean he he was always wanting to do the right thing. He was always there to support the president and if you weren't if you weren't in, in line with the president, you were in trouble with Aaron. Uh, mm-hmm. But then when it came down to where the president was the one, this is uh, specifically Logan. Oh, um, geez, that guy. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to him later, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, but when he started seeing the bad things. He's like, I can't support what this guy is doing. I'm going to stand up for what is right. I'm going to stand up for what's best for this country. And you can see that he stood up against the president even – facing his own death i mean he came close to death Mm -hmm. i mean he was beat up he was about to get shot and and all those different things and so uh it's uh so he was definitely one of my favorites but another one um i think that was kind of the same way as you mentioned with mike is um uh there's a couple of them there near the beginning and so you have ryan Chappelle. oh yeah i remember and so i mean he first comes on the scene and he's it's like, man, this guy, he just doesn't understand Jack Bauer. I don't I don't like this guy because he's trying to undo everything that Jack's doing. But then you get to season three and you start to see him really starting to understand and getting in sync with Jack. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, of course, then I mean, of course, Jack has to kill him as part of one of the terrorist demands um, later on. Again, another spoiler if you didn't see that. So there's um, a shocking mo- there's a shocking moment we'll probably talk about later. Yeah, and and actually I think um if I remember correctly, I think that was the very first silent clock uh that yes. took place. And so because because I mean, yeah, I mean, you see Ryan Chappelle in season 1 and season 2, uh he wasn't mentioned a whole lot in season 1, but then in season 2 he starts to make a little bit more of a of an appearance um because he comes from district and then uh 
And then we get to season three, and he's in there quite a bit. And uh, he starts to grow on you. And then all of a yep. sudden, he has to die. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, there's that um, there, there's that connection that, that he makes with the audience. And, and then all of a sudden, Jack has to do this terrible thing of killing him. Mm-hmm. And and so I mean then I mean just takes your breath away and so I mean that's the purpose of the silent clock and then of course there's been several silent clocks since then whenever uh, those notable characters um, die for one reason or another. You know I I Josh until you mentioned that I forgot about the silent clock but for those of you who have, have not watched Twenty Four have not watched much of it when you're watching it you get used to at the end of the episode having that clock sound. And when something like that happens and then there's the silent clock at the end, it is just, I mean, at least in my house when I'm watching it, you could hear a pen drop. I mean, it is, you're so into the story and the way that they use that clock is just, it's amazing, you know, and, and, you know, just you talking about that and reminding me of the silent clock when, when, um, Chappelle, um, is killed when he, well, I, I would say when he gives his life for his country, you know, because he agreed to it. That was, that was part of the deal was he said, well, this is what's got to be done. And it's. Mm-hmm. It's it's chilling. It's really really cool in a sad kind of way. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. In fact, let me go ahead and uh, um, I'll I'll go ahead and play a little bit of that clock so that people can be able to hear that. All right. So anyway, so so yeah. So I mean, that clock sound is kind of one of the trademarks of 24 and so i mean you for me when i hear that i look because i know that 24 is on somewhere (laughs) i was just thinking if if you put that over a loudspeaker in a mall how many people would start cheering and look for a tv (laughs) because everybody knows what that sound means it's not a clock anymore it's just 24 and and you look for jack bauer walking out somewhere so yeah uh and actually i I guess uh we kind of got sidetracked here but kind of along that line that uh um Probably one of the more memorable sounds from 24 also would be the ringtone. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they call in the C2, they they, they kind of did away with that in the last couple of seasons, which I was kind of disappointed at. But mm-hmm. um, but I mean, during the first uh, five or six seasons, it was uh, very prominent. And so, I mean, someone calls CTU and you and you get that ringtone. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for the last several years, that has been my ringtone on my phone. And so... <laughs> Hey, why don't you play that one too? Because uh, a lot of people have probably forgot about it. Because until you mention that, I have forgot about it. So, okay, definitely. Can we here find that one too? Okay. Yeah, here it is. And so, and so anyway, yeah. And so when I first started getting that on my phone, my wife got mad because every time she would call me, I would answer Bauer. <laughs> That's it's awesome. All- and so because I would hear that ringtone, and so in my mind, that's the response uh-huh. I'm supposed to give. And so anyway, so that's kind you know, of a – go we, ahead. We, we've talked about the, the the favorite characters. We probably cannot go on without talking about some of the hated characters or the, the not favorite characters. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so there's people – and we've kind of alluded to it. There's people that in 24 you, you hate and then you start to love. And then there's some that you just – hate and you like to hate them and it's just it's to the point with me that when i see these people playing other parts in other shows i still don't like them i don't care if they you know save puppy dogs from being killed and and pick flowers i don't like them because i didn't like them in 24 that's how into the story you will get 
Um, but I would have to say, if I was to pick a character that I did not like, it would have to be Sherry Palmer. Sherry Palmer is David Palmer, President Palmer's wife, ex-wife. I don't know. I don't know if they ever actually got divorced. I can't remember. But they had a really rocky relationship, and I didn't like her because, to me, she was everything that is wrong with politics in this country. And I don't want to get into a political discussion, but she was very self-centered, and she was very you know, manipulative, and you just didn't like her because you never trusted her. You didn't know where she was going to go. You didn't know whose side she was on or you know how she could be bought or what her, what her motive was. And so I would say she is probably the number one person that I don't like in 24, which is saying a lot because there are some people that you really don't like. Um, I don't know. What about you, Josh? Who's your least favorite character? Um, well, I, I'm, I'm going to save the, uh, the big one for the end, probably, uh, probably the one that everyone would agree with. Um, but I, I I'm actually going to say, uh, probably president Taylor, um, in season seven, when she came in, uh, she wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. I actually kind of liked the way that she kind of stood up for what was right. Um, I mean, even to the point as at the very end when she, um, could have protected her daughter, but she went ahead and exposed the truth anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, it caused that rift in her family. Uh, and so I kind of liked that. But then in season eight, um, I did not like how she became. And mm-hmm. so um, it it, it, it kind of, I mean, she started becoming like President Logan. And so, I mean, she, yeah. she started turning down that path. Um, and, of course, President Logan helped her to be able to go down that path. Um, and so, but, but I, I just didn't like the way that she turned out i think she started to redeem herself at the very end but Mm -hmm. um kind of like one of those little too late kind of things um too little too late i guess the saying is um Mm -hmm. but anyway so that kind of leads into the the big one i think that um is everyone's favorite hated character um that would be charles logan (laughs) and so i mean he was the big one um, I, I thought you were going to mention Nina Nina Myers for a second. But, yeah, that would be one of the big ones too. But I, and, I I agree. You know, part part of me almost started to like Nina a little bit, and I don't know why, but you know, she didn't, and she faded away. That might be part of it too. She kind of faded away. But I, I think you're right. I think Charles Logan probably is. He's just slime. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's one that I think I would agree that that if I saw him in any other show, I probably wouldn't like him there either just because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah well we'll get into it a little bit more when we get uh season four but he he came in on season four so in season four he was the vice president and then when something happened to the president he kind of got bumped up and he was this kind of scared or he was at least acting scared and we'll kind of talk a little bit a little bit more about that there but he started in that season he seemed okay in season four but in season five i mean it it's like all of a sudden he became the devil and um, trying to manipulate all these different things. And then you toward the end, you start seeing that he's not I mean, he's kind of being a puppet instead of the puppeteer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he still has has that attitude of looking for himself, what's better for himself and still doing all these bad things. And then as he reemerges in these other um, seasons, he kind of pops in a little bit. Um I can't remember if it's both season six and seven. He kind of makes an appearance there. Um, Yeah, season six he does um, because Jack has to seek him out for something. Mm -hmm. Um, But then in season eight, he comes back in at President Taylor's request or um, someone suggests to President Taylor. 
or yeah. whatever, Charles Logan, and, and they, they bring him back in, and Charles Logan leads President Taylor uh, to the dark side. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, he, he's definitely wanted. So, I mean, I know for me, when uh, yeah. um, Jack was hunting him in season eight, I'm like, man, th- this is going to be the best moment ever <laughs> because Charles Logan is going to be gone. And but, we are and we are not giving him a silent clock. <laughs> no, no, that that would kind of be like a celebration yeah. thing there. But anyway, like, you know, yeah, I, he, I, I hate to talk about celebrating someone's death, but <laughs> you know, he's he's one of those guys that you just every time they mention him or somebody's going to get his advice or he shows up, you're just screaming at the TV saying, "Don't listen to him. You can't trust him." Kind of like Sherry yeah. Palmer. That's the way I felt with her too. Every yeah. every single time that President Palmer would bring her in to help or something, it's like, no, she's manipulative. Don't don't listen to her. She's just got her own own ideas in, in mind and, and her own motivations. And and that's the way Charles Logan was too. He he definitely was one that you were sure that there was some sort of something for him in it. And it probably wasn't the same thing that was good for the country. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um uh we're actually uh, getting close on time here, but uh uh, I want to go ahead and try to um, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of hit this and we'll definitely come back to this. Um, and so this is definitely not over. Um, and so but some favorite moments. And so I mean, we'll look at more characters and, and stuff like that here as we go through. But some of the favorite moments, my favorite moment, I think, was in season seven, the very beginning um, when he is in the Senate court. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like Mark mentioned, we shared that on the. Um, website the 24podcast.com and so um to me that is one of the best moments in 24 because jack is under um he's being interrogated or or whatever um for all the different things that he's done at ctu um and and he starts going through and um senator is uh is addressing he's like well who is this person and, and at first, Jack's like, well, that's classified. I can't share that. And, and he says, well, we've declassified this so that we can be able to get to get to the bottom of what's going on. And so Jack goes in and he says, well, this is so-and-so and this is what happened. And 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 he's and it came came up to the point. And he said uh, and he addressed Jack and he said, so you think you're above the law? And Jack, he graves his great speech. And he says, no, I'm not above the law. He says, mm-hmm. I when they bring me in, they bring me in for results. Mm-hmm. They don't bring me in to follow the status quo. They call me call me in to follow the rules. They want to get results. Why? Because the rules don't always work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I mean, he gives this great speech, and he he said, "I'll I'll stand and I'll I'll be tried by the people that you claim to um, represent." And uh, I'm gonna kind of slaughter it here with my own <laughs> little rendition of it. But go watch uh, it. it. Go watch yeah. it on the podcast website. Yeah, definitely go there. Um, rewatch it. Um, and then after you rewatch it, go ahead and watch it again and then watch it again. Right, it's just great, man. <laughs> that, that I would say that's probably my favorite moment out of all of this, everything in the seasons. That's for me, man. I, I, I'm having a hard time finding one that, that beats that. And I, I think it, I think because, and I, I'll have to agree with you. That's one of my favorite moments too. Be, and for me, I think it's like a culmination of everything because you've watched Jack go from being this whistleblower that, you know, pointed to other people doing things wrong to doing things that we would probably say weren't the right thing to do. And you basically, basically it's Jack Bauer's answer to everybody questioning why he did things. And he's, he has a compelling case. 
you know, and I think that's where I get into to saying, you know, Jack Bauer is that guy that we all hope is in the government. We all hope that there's somebody that cares enough about the country that that, you know, he's willing to say, you know what, I might get in trouble for this. <laughs> you know, I, I may be thrown in jail for this, but I believe it's the right thing to do. You know, and, and, and somebody with that sort of integrity that, that wants to do the right thing. And, and like you said, that's just it's a powerful speech. You know, and it's it's one of the, the great moments of of the entire thing. Um, you know, when when we were talking about favorite moments, I I actually started thinking of shocking moments and, and those wouldn't work for right now. We'll have to talk about those later. But but I, I definitely agree with you on on the, the Senate committee and, um, you know, spoiler alert again, the, the guy interviewing him is is the dad from that 70s show, which is kind of weird to have him in this <laughs> him in this serious role. I remember seeing it saying, how is that going to work? But um, he does a great job. And uh, but yeah, that that's one of my favorites as well. Uh, favorite parts in in the entire um, series. Well, definitely, yeah. We'll definitely have to come back to uh, uh, talking about this again. And so, of course, as we go through the seasons, we'll bring out the individual characters and these different moments and things like that, also. And so, we'll look at that a little bit more. Um, but we're gonna have to go for now. Um, so, again, listener, I would encourage you to go to the uh, website, the twenty four podcast dot com, and you can go and leave us some feedback. Um, tell us what your favorite season was. Uh, if you can narrow it down, tell us what your favorite or hated characters were. And so it doesn't have to be just one or two. You can go ahead and send us a whole list if you really want to. Um, also, uh, your favorite moments as you kind of look back over the whole season uh, or over the whole series. Uh, go ahead and uh, tell us what your favorite moments were. We'll be happy to share them. Um, and then also uh, here in a couple episodes, we'll be focusing in specifically on season one. Uh, so we'll be looking for some things specific for season one uh, so that we can be able to talk about that. And so, uh, again, that'll be in a couple episodes. And so uh, we might do another one or two of these overview things. Uh, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Um, and then uh, for each season, we'll probably spend probably about four episodes or so on each one. Um, and then uh, uh, calculating that out, that'll take us to somewhere in May, uh, right when the new season should be coming out and so then we'll just start covering the new episodes as they come out there but anyway we definitely want to get your feedback on this and so we don't want it to be a two-way discussion here with just me and mark but we want to hear what you got to say as well that's right can't they follow us on twitter too josh oh definitely um i think we forgot to mention that the last episode uh but yes twitter um the main twitter for the show is at the 24 podcast so very consistent uh, throughout all these areas here um, and so at the 24 podcast and so definitely follow us there we'll be sharing all things 24 and so uh, we'll be sharing little uh, from time to time we'll share little quotes maybe some uh, quotes from characters and things like that we'll share some news events we'll share some things uh, about the show or when we post something new on the website and so definitely follow us there uh, then our per- personal twitter accounts you can find me at um at Joshua W. Rivers. And so you can fi- follow me there. And then, Mark, where, where can they find you? They can find me at SCROP2. That's S-K-R-O-P-P-2 um, on Twitter. And that's just a shortening of my last name. It's a lot easier to spell than the entire last name. And somewhat of my Twitter handle on some other um, some friends of mine there. So at SCROP2 is the place to find me there. And I definitely will be um, sharing any 24 news I find. Um, any excitement, any clips I find, and uh, getting ready for this new season. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, then also Facebook. Um, and so we didn't get the Facebook link. Uh, we had a promo video, if you didn't see that. We had a promo video, and we advertised some of our um, – uh, so some of the different things that we're going to be covering here on the show, but we also mentioned the places you can follow us on Twitter. But then also on Facebook, we started a, a page there. And so you can go to um, facebook.com forward slash the 24 podcast. And so we'd love for you to be able to like that page there. And again, we'll be sharing some different things there. And with it being Facebook, we can be able to share some video and different things like that as well, a little easier than on Twitter, but we'll be sharing it on both. And so, but uh, anyway, so we'll have have that. So you can, again, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter. And uh, and so you can definitely do that. We invite you to be able to uh, follow us in those areas. Uh, that way you can stay abreast upon all things 24. And so we're going to try to reach out to all the different areas of 24 um, that are out there, all the different Twitter um, things that are going on and the different things we find on Facebook and out on the web. And we're going to try to bring it all together and share it in these places and especially on the website. And so I definitely want to invite you to uh, come join us again, share this, share this with your friends and your family. And so I was talking with some people at work and come to find out they love 24. And so uh, 24 fans are out there that might be a little silent on it right now because it's kind of been out of season, uh, but 24 is coming back. So let them know that 24 is coming back and that there is this podcast that is bringing you the greatest and latest. And so definitely go ahead and do that again. Uh, also go to iTunes, leave us a review there. And so you can go to uh, a short a shortcut for that uh, for you to be able to find it easily is the 24 podcast.com forward slash iTunes. And so we'll have that available for you to make it easier for you to be able to get to the iTunes instead of doing a search for it. And so we'd love to be able to get a, a review there from you to be able to make the show more visible to other people that are looking for more about 24. And so with that, I think we'll go ahead and sign off. So thank you for joining us today. Have a great week. 